Here we go, we're learning Daf Lamid Gimel. We're starting right from the top. So let me just make a quick recap of what's going on. We're learning the Mardi Gesugya. Ein Isr Chal Isr. Ein Isr Chal Isr means that if something is forbidden because of one reason, that if a second reason wants to take effect, we say, what do you mean it's also because of the second reason? It was already also because of the first reason. So the second Isr doesn't take effect. And as we saw yesterday, there's a very important machlek as to what extent it doesn't take effect. Doesn't mean it's taka not there. And it's just hovering above, suspended above, waiting to be chal. What does it mean? Of course it's there. It means just in terms of liability for punishment here in this world, a person is not punished for the second sin. Okay, so those are the two ways of looking at it. But either way, we have the principle, in iser chal iser. However, we see that there are exceptions potentially to the rule of in iser chal iser. Number one is basachas. Basachas means when the two isurim are coming simultaneously. So one wasn't there before the other. They're coming together. If they're coming simultaneously to take effect in the same moment, then hypothetically, you could say that both isurim could be chal. Now you would be punished for both. Then we spoke about iser moisif. Iser moisif means that the iser, the piece of meat which is forbidden, was also for one reason. But the second iser that is taking effect on this iser will make it a broader iser. It will aser the piece of meat to a greater extent. It will aser it onto more people or to a more chamedic extent. That's called iser moisif. What's an example of Israel Moisif? A woman was first in Achos Isha, and now the Israel of Isha Zach wants to be Chale. We always look at it from the perspective of the Erva, from the woman's perspective. If the woman was already a wife's sister, but now that she marries her brother-in-law, the, the, the brother-in-law's brother, and now it's going to be two brothers who are marrying two sisters, so it's going to be Isha Zach. Isha Zach is an Israel Moisif. Why? Because she's going to be coming Usher onto other brothers as well. There could be ten other brothers. So Migu, that she would be Usher on the ten other brothers, she would be Usher even on the brother-in-law that was married to her sister as well. That's an example of Isser Maisif. And we have one more example. This is the hard lambda. It's called Isser Koilo. Isser Koilo means it's not a deeper Isser on the, on the piece of meat itself, but rather it's just that the person, the Gavra who is becoming Usser, is Usser onto more things as well. It's more inclusive. We'll see an example today. I think the easiest example is eating a piece of meat on Yom Kippur. That's a Nevela. In other words, I'm eating a Pshtik Nevela. Nevela was always Usser. Now it becomes Yom Kippur. If I eat it on Yom Kippur, am I Chayav also for Yom Kippur, or do I say Enes or Chal Isser? So Isser Koilo is going to say I'm, that I'm Iver. Why? Because Migu, that I became Usser on five other other things and all the other foods, I'll become usher on the piece of meat as well. The piece of meat isn't becoming more usher. It's not an isser maisif. The piece of meat just has the isser nevela. So the isser of Yom Kippur isn't adding anything more onto the piece of meat. But the person is becoming usher on more an inclusive way. Yom Kippur is being maisif on him. He can't eat everything. So now me is usher on everything. He can't eat the piece of meat. What's the example of isser koilo? A woman was first in Asia's ach and now... Uh, and now her brother-in-law marries her sister, and the question is, should Achos Isha take effect? So that would be not an Isra Mosef, that would be an Isra Kolo. She's not becoming any more Asr, but the point is the Gavra, her brother-in-law, Migu, that he's becoming Asr on the other sister, should become Asr on her as well. Those are the examples that we have to deal with. Isra Pesachas, Isra Mosef, Isra Kolo. Which one is the greatest novelty? Isra Kolo. That's the biggest Chiddush. That's the hardest one. So right at the end yesterday, we saw three cases that we're going to discuss according to Rabbi Yossi. What are the three cases? Real quick, real quick, where we go? A non-Kohen does the Avoda on Shabbos. A non-Kohen does the Avoda on Shabbos. He's certainly high for doing the Avoda, but is he also high for being Mechal Shabbos? We saw a blemished Kohen who's, who's, being, who's doing Avoda, Betumah for a carbon Tibor. He's definitely high for, for a blemished Kohen doing Avoda. But is he also high for doing the Avoda Betumah? And the third example is a non-Kohen is eating the Malika bird. So he's certainly high for eating Kashi, but is he also high for eating Nevela? So those are three examples where we're going to look at today, but my commitment, top of the Amr, what is the Machlokas in all these cases? So we had the names. Who were they? They were Talmidim of Rebbe. We had two people. We had Bar Kapara and Reb Chiyah. Reb Chiyah holds your Chayav two. Bar Kapara holds your only Chayav one in all these cases. So Zalk the Gemara, let's get to the bottom of it. But my commitment, what's the real dispute about? 
They're arguing about whether a more inclusive second iser, lefi the shita of Rabbi Yossi, could it take effect? Rabbi holds that if the second iser is more inclusive, again, more inclusive means that the gaffer is becoming also on more things, so maybe you should become chai for this as well. Rabbi Yossi holds you could be taka chai for the original iser and the more inclusive one. You're only chai of for one. So everybody agrees something like iser mosif is chal. Everybody agrees Basakas is chal. The shaila is iser kolof. The second iser is just more inclusive. Is it actually going to take effect? So now what we have to do is we have to put that theme into each of the three cases. What is the case? Illustrate this for me. What is the case of a more inclusive iser here? So the Gemara goes through. Bishlam Azar, the case of the non-Kohen doing Avodah on Shabbos, we can figure this out. And this is so Gishmak. Okay? Of course, you can't do Avodah, but now that it's Shabbos, the question is, he's going to be doing the Avodah in the base of Mikdash, you might also be in Michal Shabbos. So let's think it through. Azar, me karsha Melacha Vasu Avodah. Originally, before Shabbos began, he was mutter to do all other Melacha, but he was also specifically to do the Avodah in the base of Mikdash. He's Azar. So he was mutter to plow his field, but he's also to burn a Murim on the Mizbech. So now, Atiyah Shabbos, Shabbos comes. So what's going to happen now is is burning is burning on the the the, the burning on the mizbeach is not becoming any more aser. It's not an iser mosif, but it's an iser kola. Why is it kola? Migu to come mitzvah malacha because the gavra, the person, the non kohen, <coughs> excuse me, because he migu that he's going to become aser to do other acts of labor. Migu that he now can't plow his field. Mitzvah nami ba'avodah should also be chalin him that he can't do that avodah kol shabbos. So the, the Maisa of Chil Shabbos was also before Al's non going. Now that it's Shabbos, Migu, that he's also to do other acts of Malacha, like plowing his field, we should say that this is more inclusive Isser. The Gavar is becoming Asr on other acts of labor as well. So Migu, that he's becoming Asr to plow his field, he should become Asr as well to do that vote. Whereas if you don't hold of Isser Kola, what are you going to say? No, the second Isser can't take effect. The Isser of Shabbos doesn't take effect. So which Isser is he high for? Only the thing that was originally there. It was originally before Shabbos was also for him to do. Mishabbos now wants to take effect. So that's the Machlokas. If you hold the Vizra Kolal, he's Chayiv too. That's Rabbi If you don't hold the Vizra Kolal, if you're Abiyosu, you're only Chayiv one. That is Bar Kapar. Now let's get the second case. Baal Mum. Remember, this is a blemish coin who's doing the Avoda Bitoma. So Mei Kara, what was originally Shari Bachila? He was muttered to eat the parts of the Karbanos that the Kohen eat, right? A Baal Mum is not allowed to do that Avoda, but he's allowed to eat Kachit. So originally, he was also to do that voda, but he was allowed to eat the meat from Kachov. Also, Rabodah was also to do that voda. So now what happened? There was, a, there was, there was an Isser that, that, that existed from before. The original Isser here is the fact that he's blemished. Now that he tamalei, now that he becomes tamay, so the Shaila is, the Isser of Tumah bichal on the so the Avodah was already Aser, right? The Avodah isn't becoming any more Aser, but if the Isser of Tumah is more inclusive. Why? Migu the Gamisar Ba'achila, since the Gavar now is going to become Aser on the Karbanos. That he can't eat Karbanos, be out says Tumah, Mitzar Nami Ba'avodah. So now he's going to become Aser to do the Avodah as well. So the, the, the original Isser is the fact that he can't do Avodah when he was blemished. Now that you want to know, should the Isser Tumah be Chal, we say Migu that it's adding on the Gavar, that he can't eat Karbanos, now that he's Tameh. You would say that it's Chal as well. The din that he's not allowed to do the avodah. So that's a, thir- a second example of an iser kola. Ella malika. So now let's get to the last case. This is the non kohen who is eating the kach. It's not a case of an iser kola. It's a case of two isurim coming at the same second. But iser kola mishkachas is not coming in a kola scenario. Let's think this through. What happens? I have a beautiful bird. Yeah, a bird of kach. What happens is, is that as soon as it is shafted, what is chal on this din on this bird? At this point, there's the iser of 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 the of the iser of a zar non zar eating the meat of kachim is chal on it because before it shafted there's no din baser right before this is an important concept when you have a live bird a live carbon the iser of a of a, a non kohen eating the baser of the kachim is it chal yet why 
because there's no bus or kachim, it's just a live animal. It's only once the shechita is made, once it, 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 now, it now separates, as we know that's what shechita does in kachim, it separates the blood and the bus, or it gives a shame bus, or that's when there's a chalais din, that this meat is off limits for a non-coin. So at the moment of malika, that's when it's going to be chal on it, the iser for the non-coin to eat the meat. And precisely at the same moment, since it was a malika, remember malika is from the nape with the fingernail, it's not a kosher shechita, it's an anomaly that kohenim can eat it, but for a non-coin, him from his perspective, it's a regular shtick nevela. When was the iser nevela chal? Precisely at the same moment, that the iser of a non-coin eating kachim were chal. They were both chal in the moment of the malika. So it's only, an, it's, a, it's a scenario that's bas achas. It's not a scenario of iser kola. So what's bothering the Gemara? What's bothering the Gemara is we said that the three cases are a dispute between Bar Kapara and Rebchia about whether an iser kola is chal. The Gemara is saying that third example that we're giving is off. And in what way is it off? It's a bas achas, not kola. Now, you could understand that Vazachas both could be Chal. You could also understand maybe they both shouldn't be Chal. But the point of the Gemara thing is just what you said was inaccurate. You said that they're arguing about three cases of Isser Kolo. This is not Isser Kolo. This is Isser Basachas. So the Gemara therefore says, you're right. We have to switch this. You're right. They're Taka arguing about an Isser that are Chal at the same time. Two Isserim Chal at the same time. But I'll leave it to Yossi, They want to know what Rabbi Yossi would hold. What would Rabbi Yossi hold in Isser Chal Isser? But what if the two Isserim being Chal at the same time? So now we have to go through all three cases and figure out how they're chal at the same time. So the third case, we know, right? The third case is good. That's how we got into this. The third case of the czar who's eating the meat of the kachim bird with Malika, we understand why it's about But what, what's with the first two? So here we go. Let's be creative. Zar Shishimish Bashab is the non coin who's doing the Avodah in the base of Mikdash on Shabbos. So again, it's hard to figure out why it's Basachas because he was also to do the Avodah before Shabbos started, right? So, and then Shabbos comes, so it shouldn't be, how is it Basachas? The case is that he grew the two pubic hairs right in the, uh, uh, that make him an adult on Shabbos itself. Murder the case. The point is like this to become a Gadol, even though we always say you become a Gadol when you're Bar Mitzvah, you become a Chuliv in Mitzvah, so that's not really the accuracy in Halacha. The truth is that a person. Once he is, well, boy, once he is 13, when the pubic hair comes, that's when he's an adult. We just assume uh, there's a certain assumptions that are made that when a boy is 13, he must have the two pubic hairs. But the reality of Allah depends on the two pubic hairs at the age of 13. So the case was that, that you had a 13-year-old boy, maybe he was 13 in two months, let's say. I'm just giving an example. And then pumped on Shabbos is when he got his pubic hairs. That's when they grew. He wakes up in the morning, boom, the pubic hairs are there. So as soon as he becomes the adult, that moment that the pubic hairs grow, both these two are marchalani. There was no chalois iser klape somebody who didn't have mitzvahs. So the chalois iser that he is a he, that he is a non-coin, so he can't do the avoida. That's chalani precisely at the moment that he brings Jay Cyrus, and that happens to be on Shabbos. So therefore, the iser of Shabbos and the iser of doing the avoda he's a non-coin are chal in the same exact moment. They both coincide in the same moment. Very good. Now we speak about the second case. Remember, we have a blemish coin who's doing the avodah betumah. So you would say the iser of the blemish coin doing the avodah came first. How do you have a case where they came in the same moment? So first of all, we could do that same case. He grew the two hairs and he, had, he, he was already tummy, meaning he was already a tummy person, but he didn't have the iser of doing the avodah betumah because he was, he was still a child. But he grew two hairs, right? He was also already balmum. And then uh, he was already a Baal and he was already Tameh, and then boom, he wakes up in the morning, there are two hairs. So the Isra of, Baal, of serving, doing the Avodah when he's Baal Mom, and doing the Avodah when he's Tameh, are in the same moment. I believe Baal Mom, Vitum, Avadi Adon. Okay, Inani, Inami, this is a wild case, he cut off his finger with a Tameh knife. So he becomes a Baal Mom precisely in the moment that he became Tameh. 
So the Isser, both these were Rachel at the same time. He was a regular good guy, and then there's a big accident in the kitchen with a tummy knife. He cut off his finger, so boom, so there he becomes a. He becomes a Balmum and he becomes a, 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 a Tamei person. This was going to be Khanim at the same time. All right, great. So now we understand all the three cases. And obviously, as we said, the Malika case always is Basachas. Fine. So now they're arguing if these three cases are Chav Basachas, would the second answer take effect? So now, this is a fascinating next piece of Gemara. I'll tell you, you learn about a lot of Gemara in life. This, this is one of the Gemaras where you see that there is always respect to dispute. Meaning, we can't look at a dispute and say one guy's right and one guy's just wrong. Meaning, even though that's the truth, right? One of them has to be right. But you see the Gemara is going to be very busy now for the next five minutes trying to understand how we could understand each opinion, Bar Kapar and Rakhia, but still not, the per- other person wasn't, wasn't crazy. That's what the Gemara is going to be trying to do. So Zakti Gemara, they're both Talmidim of Rebidah Anasi, and they both swore to the fact that Rebidah Anasi told them what, what they said. You're only Chayv 1, you're only Chayv 2. You're Chayv 2. So the Gemara says, Bishlam and Rebidah let's go according to Rebidah. We said you're Chayv 2. We can understand how not only he is right, but we could also understand how Bar Kapar made a mistake. Why? When Rebbe told Rebbe Chia that you're Chai of two things, he told him according to Rebbe Yossi that, that it's easier for these children to be Chai of the Rasachas. And the mistake that Bar Kapar made, Rebbe Chia will tell you, is that when, when, when Rebbe Yudah Hanasi, the Rebbe, was telling over with the, the din to Bar Kapar and he said you're only Chai of one, he told him, I'll leave it to Shimon. So that's how the mistake occurred. Rebchia is both right and we can justify how Bar Kapar can make a mistake. Because Reb, there is another opinion that we learned about yesterday, Reb Shimon. Reb Shimon holds that maybe we could say, Bar Kapara didn't understand that there was a distinction than what Reb Hanasi was telling him. So Reb Chia was, was right. When he was learned, and when he learned from Rebbe, he's holding Yerchayv 2, Alibi Dar and Bar Kapara was taught Yerchayv 1, Alibi Reb Shimon. So we can understand how the mistake occurred. According to Bar Kapara, was Rebchia lying? According to Bar Kapara, Rebbe Yudah Hanasi taught him that even according to Rebbe Yossi, you're only Chayv 1. So how could Rebchia have this misunderstanding that according to Rebbe Yossi, you're Chayv 2? So here the Gemara is saying that Bar Kapara has to be able to acknowledge how his colleague came to make such a mistake. So Rebchia can't be lying on the fact that he heard from Reb Yudah Hanasi that you're Chayv 2. So if the explanation is that they're arguing if you're Chayv 2 or 1, according to Reb Yossi, how is this going to work? Then according to Bar Kapara's explanation, Reb Chia was lying. So the Gemara attempts a second explanation. It has to be that what they're arguing is, is when two Yisurim Chal at the same time. The way we said, it's Yisur Vazachas, the same cases with the, with the three cases coming at the same time. But instead of saying they're arguing Alibad Reb Yaisi, they're arguing Alibad Reb Shimon. Originally, Reb Shimon was the one we saw yesterday holds it's much harder for a second Yisur to be Chal and another Yisur. They're going to be arguing if Reb Shimon would say Vazachas is Chal. So that, now it would be good. We can understand now Bar Kapara. Bar Kapara is saying that you're only Chayv one, but it's not the Reb Chia made a mistake and said too, because maybe Reb Yudah Hanasi was teaching Reb Chia Alibad Reb Yosi, just the opposite. So Zakti Gemara. Now let's go through one more problem. Each of them swore, right? It says they swore what Reb Yudah Hanasi told them. So why, when you swear, you're swearing for emphasis. Like it's not just like to say I'm right. There's a point why you swear. So like Reb Chia, we understand why he swore. He swore to push away Reb Shimon, meaning Reb Shimon's taka. His view is that Bavasachas. Um, it's generally more lenient. You don't have the second one. So Reb Chia had to swear to say, I promise that Reb Shimon agrees if, that is, if it's B'vasachas, they're chal. Because generally, Reb Shimon is lenient. So to come along and say that no, B'vasachas, B'vasachas, that Reb Shimon is going to agree, that requires the element of a swear. Why does he have to swear? According to Bar Kapara, all he's saying is, Reb Shimon does not accept the new stringency. Reb Shimon generally says, You, my colleague, are trying to say he would accept it if it was B'vasachas. I don't know. Don't say such a big chiddush. 
not saying something doesn't require swearing. When you're saying the novelty, then you swear to say, I know I'm selling you the book, I know I'm saying a huge chedesh, but listen, I'm telling you I swear. So Reb Chia should swear that even though Reb Shim is generally lenient, but he's going to be masking Baba Asachas. But, but, but the other way, Bar Kapar holds your only chayv one, he doesn't have to swear to that, just say there's no new chedesh here. Interesting question. You don't swear on there not being a chedesh, you only swear on there being a chedesh. So the Gemara says, Kasher, you know what, you're right, that's a question. But the Gemara doesn't slug up the whole thing because of it. But the Gemara says it's a good question. Continues the Gemara. Bishop of Akapara, we can understand how his colleague made a mistake. He asked the Rebbe Lidea Levi Derb Shimon. Rebbe taught Bar Kapara the only Chayv one. He taught him about Levi Derb Shimon. He asked Rebbe Lidea Levi Derb Yossi. And his colleague Rebbe made a mistake because when Rebbe Yudah Hanasi taught him Chayv two, he told him in Rebbe Yossi. And his colleague made a mistake. Rebbe made a mistake. And he said, even Rebbe Shimon, you only Chayv one. That even according to Reb Shimon, so now the other question, is his colleague lying? So before, we had it in the opposite way. When we thought they were arguing with Reb Yossi, we had Shver, we had, we, we, we had Shver how Reb would say is how Kapara would say is Reb lying. Now we have the opposite. Now that they're arguing with Reb Shimon, and Bar Kapara is saying, and, and Reb Chia is saying, even Reb Shimon, you're chayv too. So how can he explain Bar Kapara Shita? Was Kapara, Bar Kapara lying? Who, there's no one who holds your ever chayv one. So who is he quoting? What, what's this idea? He's quoting Rabbi Yudanasi that you're only chayv one. So look at the Gemara. The Gemara gives us a whole psychoanalysis how, how Bar Kapara's mistake came to be. Amalachav Rabbi Chia. Kiyase Rabbi Lidide, when Rabbi taught the Bray saw that you're only chayv one, Tarti Lifnor Asne. He taught him exemptions only in two of the three cases. Meaning, he spoke about the three cases. Again, Rabbi said, what are the three cases? Zar Shashimish Peshavis, Balmum Shashimish Petuma, and Azar Shashimish Of two of the three cases, that's where Rebbe told Bar Kapara that you're only chai for one. He taught him that in two of the three cases. And, um, and he, didn't, he didn't tell it to him in the third case. He didn't tell him about the Zar Shashimish He told him you're only chai for one and about Balmum Shashimish Petuma. And in Azar, who does the Malacha on Shabbos? He taught him in those two cases. The Isser Kolo Asne. And he was talking about a case where it was with Kolo, meaning he didn't teach it to him in a case where it was Chaba Vasachas, as we spoke about. The first two cases could be Vasachas, as we creatively figured out. But they also, in a regular case, are just Kolo. So he meant in a Kolo case, and he taught it to him according to Reb Shimon. So Rebbe was teaching Bar Kabara that in an Isser Kolo scenario, you're only Chai for the original Isser, not for the second Isser. And he told him two cases where you would have an Isser Kolo. What would be examples? Like a Zar who does malacha on Shabbos. We're not talking about a guy who grew his pubic hairs on Shabbos. A regular case, where it's an Isser Kolo. Or the, or, or, or the Baumum Shashimish Betumah. Again, a regular case where the Isser of the, the blemish was there before the Isser of the Tumah. And he was telling him, like Reb Shimon, who doesn't know the uh, uh, Isser Kolo, you'll only be Chayv one. Now, what happened? That was step one. Step two. The Chazah, the Bar Kapara, the Zar Shalcha Malika. Bar Kapara saw, hey, there's a case of a Zar who eats Malika. He saw that there was such a case. And he, he, he thought it was similar. Why is it similar? Because it's also about another Isser taking effect on, his, on an original Isser. It seems similar to him, so he put it into his list. Meaning, he had a list of two things where Rebbe told him, you're only Chayv one for the original one, in Rebbe, in, according to Rebbe Shimon. The list originally was, Zar Shashimish Peshavis and Baumam Shashimish Petumah. Bar Kabara thinks himself that the case of Zar in Malika is similar, so he stuck it in the list. So he put it as if all three cases Rebbe had told him Potter from the second one, Ba'ayimba. And then at a later time, he looked into it more. He just did that like from a cursory. Oh, it seems like it's the same. Later on, he examined the third case of the non Kohen Eats Malika, and he realized that case is never Kola. 
That case is always basachas. That third case is only a case where the two Yisraelim come simultaneously. So Vesavar, he forgot who added the Malika case. It was him who added the Malika case to begin with. It wasn't from Rabbi Yudah Hanasi. He forgot that years later when he went to an- analyze it. And he thought to himself, that's a case where the Yisraelim come to basachas. And in his mind, I have from Rabbi Yudah Hanasi that all these cases you're part on the second one. So Hanami basachas. It must be that the first two cases are also words but basachas. And since in the case of Malika, Rabbi had part me from the second Isra, so in the first two in, in in the first two cases as well, he must have told me Potter. So listen to this one more time and we'll go over what the Gemara is saying. Barakapara made a horrible mistake. This is where a classic example called a Moisif Megareah. But we've justified how the mistake came to be. Rebbe originally only taught him the first two cases. The first two cases could be a case of Basachas, but they also could be a case of Kolo. The facts were that Rebbe taught it to him in a case of Kolo and he said, You're Potter Aliba Derbiosi. Barakapara himself stuck in Zarsh Alpha Malika because it sounded the same. But he, it's, a, it's a bad thing to stick in because remember, Zarshach Malika can only be with Asachas. So he stuck it in and he had on record in the Braisa that Rebbe told me that you're Potter in all three cases. Then years later, he goes back and he looks at the third case and he's like, wait a second, Rebbe, he, he didn't realize, he didn't remember anymore, he stuck it in. He has in mind that it's Torah from the Rebbe, from Rebbe Da'anasi. He looks at the case of Zarshach Malika, he realizes that's only with Asachas. Must be Rebbe, that, that, that my Rebbe was telling me that even when the cases are with Asachas, the two Yisurim come at the same time, you're only high for the original one. So he realizes, hey, must be that's what's going on. And that's a horrible mistake. That's never what Rabbi Yudah Nasi said. A father of Yudah Nasi would agree if it's Vavasachas or Chayvstein. So that's how Rabbi would explain to you how Bar Kapara's mistake came to be. All right, now that we've established very well what the Machlokas is, the Machlokas in Rabbi and Bar Kapara, there's an Isra Vavasachas, Aliba de Shimon. So now the Gemara asks a question on Bar Kapara. Mezve, it says in the Bryce, Azar Shishimish Bashabas, not going does Malachan Shabbos, Uvamu Shishimish Betuma, or the Bamum is Bashamish Betuma. Rabbi says you're high for both There's chiyav only for zaros and balmum. So they're arguing in these two cases whether you're high two or high one. Now. Why is that a kasha? Because the Ilu Malika Sharia. The Brisa didn't speak about the third case about Malika. It didn't say that that case is also subject to a dispute. So why is it not subject to a dispute? In what way would it be different? Laman Sharia, according to which Tana did it leave it out? Meaning, according to which Tana is it going to switch? Ilimal Rabbiosi, if you say it's according to Rabbiosi, then maybe Rabbiosi would say in the third case you're only Chayav one. It's definitely the opposite. Hash Rabbiosi is Rakola Machayev's time. Rabbiosi is Machayev's time, even is Rakola, is Razachas Mubai. Certainly, remember, it's always easier for two Yisrael to be chal at the same time than for a second Yisrael to be chal on top of a pre-existing Yisrael. So if I know that Rabbi Yosi holds Yisrael Kolo Yerchayv too, certainly Vasachas Yerchayv too. So if he said in Azar Shemesh B'Shavis and Ba'amum Shemesh B'Tumah Yerchayv too, certainly on the last case of Malika, you should be Chayv too. A lot of the Reb Shimon, it must be that the Brides omitted it because of Reb Shimon. And the point is that Reb Shimon only passes you in Yisrael Kolo, but he would agree that in Yisrael Vasachas Yerchayv too. Yisrael Kolo who departs only in the first two cases where it was more of inclusive. That's where Reb Shimon Potter's you. Reb Shimon would agree that if the two Yisurim are being chal at the same time, you're chayev. Tiyofta to Bar Kapara. Tiyofta. We reject Reb Bar Kapara. And that's the last Kona. That's why in all the shots we always assume two Yisurim that are chal at the same time, there's no tzad to say in Yisurim. Of course, both Yisurim are chal, you're chayev both. That's the maskana based upon our Gemara. The whole Machleksim only start if one already existed before the other. Then I want to know, is there Kolo? The first one, the second one is more inclusive, is a Chal. And that's the Machlokas between Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon says, Enes or Chal is her. And Rabbi Yosef says, the second one would be Chal. All right, now the Gemara gets a technical question. Zar Shishimish B'Shabbos B'may. This non-Zar, this non-Kohen, the Zar who does Malachan Shabbos, what Malacha did he do? Ibishchita, maybe he did Shchita, right? Shchita is a Malachan Shabbos. Shchita was Ark Shera, but the problem is a non-Kohen could do Shchita. It's the one Avodah he could do. 
If he caught the blood and he moved it to the Mizbech, that's not a Chil Shabbos, that's just moving blood. Is, are you allowed to move blood on Shabbos? Yeah. But the right said, no, no, no issue. No issues here. And maybe it could be Hotzah. It's not Hotzah. It's in, it's in, it's in Mechitzah. It's in a private courtyard, right? So it's not caring. Ibaktar, maybe you'll tell me that the problem was the burning on the Mizbech, right? What does that mean? When you burn the Imurim, you're doing Haktara. Haktara is Havara. You're making a fire on Shabbos. So, Frakti Gemara, but Hamar Biosi, Havara the Lav Yatsas. Remember, Biosi Shita is that Havara doesn't have a full Chiyav. Havara is only a plain Lav. You know, we actually touched upon this. Andav Vav. It says in the Pasuk, Why did it single out Havara? Biosi says, to tell you it's not a full fledged Malach, it's only a plain Lav. So, according to Biosi, Lishita, so it's only a plain Lav. So, you're not Chai of anything, right? When we talk about Chiyav, we're talking about how many Karbonas you're Chai. If you're only Chai of a Karbon, for, for, for doing a malach that has a kar's punishment. Here, there's no chi of carbon for doing havara. So if the issue is that the zar is going to be burning, is going to be burning the imurim, but burning the imurim in general, havara is only a plain lav. So therefore, how could you be chayv? So the Gemara is saying, Kasha, there's no malacha that you can do, you be chayv for. Shechita, you're allowed to do. All the other avodas are mutter to do. Elamai, burning? Burning is only a plain lav. So what's the case of zar who does malacha? So the Yushalmi says, Amari what, what's the kasha? You cooked. You cooked the meat. Why? Because I put the meat on the mizbeach, and before it burned into charcoal, it cooked, right? When I put a steak on the grill, if I forget a steak on the grill, what happens? First it cooks, and then it burns. So, l'chaira, you should be chayav al bishel. Mm-hmm. It seems you see from here that if a person burns a piece of meat on Shabbos, there's no bishel. The maisa is determined whether it was a maisa bishel or maisa avara, you can't stop it in the middle. If, it, if I leave it on the grill, and it continues and continues. At the moment that I have it there, if I would take it off the grill, I'm high for Bishel. But if I left it on the grill and it continues and burns, there's only Avar. And if Avar is only alive, there's only alive. It's a Muradik Alumnus. It's hard to understand because the Bishel already happened. Right? I'm doing, not doing a Bishel when I take it off the grill. The Bishel happened because the Bishel happened. The meat cake was cooked. The fact that now I keep it on the grill and it burns means there was ice Bishel? I didn't do a Bishel? No, I did a Bishel. Then I also burned. So why is it a Bishel? It's a tremendous Chiddush. If you burn a piece of meat, you're only chayav al avara. And if there's no, if you hold avara, the lavi also says there's no carbon. That's why he's having from Gemara. That's what the Yishalmi discusses. Okay, says the Gemara, We're talking about that he shechted on Kohen Gadol's power, and Yom Kippur, the Kohen Gadol has a special power. We're going like the opinion that a czar can't shech the Kohen Gadol's power. Meaning, even though a czar could usually do shechita, but he's not allowed to do shechita to, 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 to the Kohen Gadol's power in Yom Kippur. That was the case. So it's not only a non-Kohen. Even if a Kohen does that, it's no good. Only the, the whole Indian is that only on Yom Kippur, only the Kohen Gadol could do that Voda. So which we, we should discuss even if a Kohen is Machal Yom Kippur by shafting the Kohen Gadol's power. So Dr. Gemara, you're right. Shazar Eslo Kamar. When we said a, ko- a non-Kohen, we didn't mean literally a non-Kohen. We meant a foreigner. A foreigner to this Avodah. That would include a regular Kohen shafting the power of Aram. So Dr. Gemara, the whole line of reasoning that we were just talking about is that we were assuming there was a Chi of Chatas, right? That was the whole problem. We were saying, you know, Havar Lalaviyas is assuming that how many things we're talking about here is to know how many carbonos you bring. Does it say that we're discussing in the context of how many carbonos to bring? Does it even say how many negative lobs you have, how many lashes you have? We just want to know how many surim you did. Meaning the machlokas here is not to tell us how many chatos you're bringing or how many lashes you're getting. The machlokas is in lulumdus to know how many surim you were over. And that's how we don't care whether, you know, avar lulav The point is, are you over on the second thing? What practical difference does it make if you're if we're not talking about punishments, to know whether you bury the person between the completely wicked people. Remember, there's a hierarchy that you bury people in the cemetery based upon their, uh, 
how, how righteous they were. So somebody, we have to count their isurim. Someone was over on two isurim if he was only over on one. So Rav Shimon was a nisar chalas, so he would count that when they, the, the, the non kohen does avod in the base of Mitzvah on Shabbos, he only did one isur. According to Rav Yossi, he will count that he did two isurim. We're not talking about practically how many chatos or how many lashes you get. This is the second answer to our problem that if he's doing the burning on the base of Mikdash, on the Mizbeach, that Havar the Laviyat says, so there's no other carbon. We've answered that. We're saying, you know, we're just talking about the lumbus of how many Averis were done. Okay, Zokta Mishnah. Shaim Shekitshu Shein Hashem. Two people are being Makadish, two different women. Two people are getting married. They each gave them a ring. Shashin says in the Chopah at the time that they brought them to the Chopah, they exchanged one exchange for the other one's wife, and the other one took the other one's wife. So they're both taking the wrong wife, and they had Biyah. For Eishazish. In other words, Eishazish comes after Eresin. So now that they took the wrong woman, each is going to be chai for, for, for having been with a married woman. And let's say in addition to being two people taking the wrong wife, they were also brothers. So now there's an additional Isra. There's an Isra of Eishazach, taking your brother's wife. Let's say the two girls were sisters. It was two brothers marrying two sisters. So now, in addition, there will be an Isra marrying their wife's sister. Let's say in addition, the women happened to be Nidos when the Bia occurred. There will also be an Isra of Nidos. So, theoretically, you could have Eishazach, Achosisha, and Nida all in this one Maisa Bia. Now, what's the halacha? The women have to go back to their right husbands, right? What's the halacha? Can't continue doing this, there. So they're going to go back to their right husbands. But the Mishnah tells us, a din. You're not allowed to go back and have beer with your husband unless it's clear that if the woman would be pregnant, who would the father be? This is called the din of havchana, to know who a father is. So here she may have become impregnated from the beer that she had with the wrong person. And now, if she's going to be, if she's going to be pregnant, and if she was, went back right away to her, to, her, to her previous husband, we're not going to know who the right father is. So therefore, we make the women separate from their right husbands for three months. Three months, no bia. Why? Maybe, in fact, they're pregnant by the wrong partner, and we want to be clear who the father is. Let's say the girls were mine. Anyways, they can't bear children. We return them to their husbands right away, because there's no din of Abchana, there's no tzad that they're pregnant. Let's say they were daughters of Kohen and Nusulma Trum, they'd come disqualified from Trum. Why? Because whenever you have a bia with someone that's very usher, definitely on the level of an erva, the halacha is you can no longer eat Trum. So this is, that's what's going to happen here. These girls were all over on all these Yisurim, so they won't eat Trum. So first, the Gemara just cannot believe that there's a Mishnah that is discussing this case. Hechlifu, they swapped wives. Midibirashi, ask you know, we're dealing with such wicked people, meaning what in the world is the case here? We're right on the way to the Chuppah, they swap wives. How could it be? But two, frankly, Mar Hazdan Rebchia teaches in a Braitza, Harikan Cheshis Re Chatos, that you have a total of 16 Chatos. How do you have 16? Because there's four Yisurim for each person, right? For each party is four. Remember, how is it? It's a married woman. It's a brother's wife, it's a wife's sister, in addition, it's a nida. So each guy has four, and each girl also has four. So four, four times four is 16. So there's 16 chatos from this horrible story that have to be brought. So even mazid, if we're talking about mazid, that they, they intentionally swapped their wives, mika karban, you wouldn't bring a karban. So the Gemara says, in my view, the tani huchlefu, you're right. It has to say, we have to change the gear. They didn't swap them. It means that the girls were swapped. The girls were exchanged, meaning it was all bishogit. Crazy case though, right? But the point is, we're not talking about wicked people, it was all bishogit. Says the Gemara, it's also logical to say that we're talking about that it was Bishogeg, not Bimezid. Why? It says that the girl, if she's a little girl, so I don't have the issue of Havchana, so then she could go back to her original husband. Now, what's the halacha? If a woman is Mazana Bimezid, she can't go back to her husband. She becomes also to be with her husband. So clearly the mission is not talking about Bimezid, because it said if the little girl can't have any, right? She was no touch, she's pregnant, she goes back to her husband right away. So clearly, what do we see? We see that we're dealing with Shogeg. 
Now, shogig, a woman who's mezana b'shogig can go back to her husband, but a woman who do be mezik can't. So we see we're talking about shogig. Says the Gemara, holokash. That's not a proof. When you seduce a minor girl, it's considered ones. So a victim of a, of a rape could go back to her husband. If a woman was raped, she definitely could go back to her husband. So if a girl, even if she did it will, willingly and it was intentionally, but a minor is always considered that it was ba'ones. Meaning, if she's seduced, it's not considered like she did it willingly. That's the idea. A very interesting idea comes up in Shas. The seduction to a minor girl is considered like a, a rape. So therefore, she could go back to her husband. So from there, it's not a proof that we're talking about shogun. So Gemara, you're right. I'll bring you a better proof. The Mishnah said, and we separate them for three months because she might be pregnant. It sounds like they're not pregnant. They're about to go back right away. If we're discussing a case where it was amazing, would they be allowed to go back? You're not allowed to go back. That's called amazing. Right, that they, that's a sota. You see from here that the the right gears is that they were exchanged, not that they exchanged them willfully. Shmami, no, we conclude this from here. We conclude from here that we're discussing a case where it was bishogeg. Now, I want to just think out an unbelievable point here, a very important point. So we're talking about a case of shogeg, talking about a case of carbonos. We changed the gear, said that they were exchanged. Done. Now we know this is just a very important takeaway. the laws of a woman who's mizana. We know if a woman is mizana b'meizid, she's also to go back to her husband. If she's raped, she's allowed to be with her husband. What if she made a mistake and was mizana? What about shogit? There's three levels. There's, there's mazid, there's ones, and then there's something called uh, shogit. So here it wasn't an ones. Right? It doesn't say it was ones. It says they were exchanged, but presumably that's a shogit, right? And you still see in Argamar that you're allowed to go back to your original husband. That's a little bit of a chiddush. Right? The Torah, when it discusses it in Parshat of Hilo Nitzpasa, she wasn't raped. So the Gemara extrapolates if she was raped, she's mother to go back to her husband. Here we see that this law extends as well to Shogun. The only din where a woman who's Mizan is also on her husband, it would seem to be from Argamar, is only if she did it, it's amazing.